I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Everybody out there, Patriots Voice of Michigan, welcome back. And alongside Dave Agemo. Well, welcome everybody to the show. We have a special guest today. We have a man by the name of Kamal Salim. He's a good friend of mine. Just a little background. Uh, I had him and General Boykin come to the Capitol a few years back to explain what we can anticipate with uh, terrorism and the Muslim movement and so forth. And uh, of 148 people, I think only about 10 people showed. And we had to get special security and everything else because Kamal and, and uh, G- General Boykin had money on their head. But he's on the air right now. And uh, Kamal, do you want me to, uh, you want to give a little introduction as far as how you got into uh, terrorism and so forth? By the way, he was a former Muslim Brotherhood terrorist. Now he's a Christian. Uh, and he goes all over the country speaking uh, about what Islam is and what isn't. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me, Brother Dave. Uh, and, uh, and I'm so honored to be with you again. And uh, because this fight is belong to all of us uh, and uh, the future belong in our hand. How we stand right now, it will reflect on our generation, uh, you know, future generation that we will stand up for today. Uh, My story started in Beirut, Lebanon. I was recruited by uh, the Muslim Brotherhood at the age of seven in an Islamic mosque, which is this is where uh, they really thrives on the weak uh, people, you know, the orphan people, the people that they have no power of their own. So I was recruited at that time since my family put me to work. And then at the uh, at the age of seven, uh, the whole group joined the uh, group called Fatah. And the head of Fatah was Yasser Arafat. It was at that time Islamic birth by the Muslim Brotherhood and later on changed to the PLO, which is Palestinian Liberation Organization. I uh, started my uh, mission into uh jihadism into uh, when I was uh, seven years old, I shot my first AK-47 at seven years of age. My mother always prepared me that uh, telling me one day I will die for the sake of Allah and I will bring about the uh, glory to Allah and a host of heaven in uh, being a martyr. So I was, uh, you know, uh, meditating on being a martyr for Allah one day to die for him. At the age of eight, uh, you know, at the age of seven, I went on my first mission to Israel through the Golan Heights to fight, you know, uh, against Israelis uh, and bring about uh, terrorism into Israel through, uh, you know, the group Fatah at that time. And the the president of Syria, Hafez al-Assad, dictator of Syria at that time, uh, he uh, granted us a path and he also uh, uh, financed our mission at that time. And now uh, our first mission was very successful. The second mission, I was recruiting other kids from uh, different uh, neighborhood, play school and uh, play yards and what so have you. So I was recruiting other kids to become uh, just like me, you know, and I noticed those 
kids just anywhere. I can spot those uh, orphan kids anywhere because they just look like me. They have nobody to, to fight for them or uh, nobody to stand for them, and they were easy to be brought in. So, uh, and that mission was deadly mission. And then from there, I was you know uh, recruited by the uh, you know the uh, the Saudi Arabian you know. Uh, royal family and I was uh, sponsored by the royal family at that time and now my destiny was taking me a totally different place and my life was changing and I, I was hoping to change the future of our you know humanity you know and uh, and so anyhow uh, this is the basic that's how everything started uh, brother David well uh, that's good of course uh, I know Kamal so well uh, he always gives me a hug and kisses me on the neck. That's the first time he did that. I thought it was a little funny, but I guess that's what they do over there. But uh, I was going to ask you several questions here because people are going to want to know what's going on in the world today. What do you think? So uh, basically, uh, I want to get it perfectly clear from your own mouth because you know the Quran very well. You were a Muslim and you're now a Christian. We do not worship the same God as Islam, Allah, do we? No, because Allah said in the Quran, that's Allah saying to the Muslim, he said, uh, you know, he's, he's talking to the Muslim people. He said, I do not worship what they worship, nor they worship what I worship. We do not worship what they worship, and we will not worship what they worship. They have their own belief, and we have our own belief. Allah said it in the Quran. So anytime when we say, well, when Muslim people say we worship the same God, that is not just a false statement. Uh, that is an infil infiltration statement to lie to the enemies, to infiltrate the culture. Yes. Basically, they want you to believe that we worship the same God, but when they go in the inner circle of power, then they will start shifting to the other side and affecting your sphere of uh, political sphere or whatever that is, a religious sphere or, uh, you know, you know, military sphere or as we see in today, you know, everything is being shifted, you know, so uh, that's what's the whole ideology for. Sure. Well, I posted a Facebook post with Biden, this is three years ago, telling America that we worship the same God and uh, Islam is peaceful and so forth. All of it was lies or he's just a blithering idiot. I'm not sure which one or ignorant. But what's going on in the Middle East right now? Do you think there can ever be any real peace between Hamas and Israel or PLO? in Israel, or even the fighters in, in uh, Lebanon with Israel? No, absolutely not. Uh, you know, number one, we need to understand what we said originally, that we are dealing with so-called in Islam. There's a doctrine called al-taqiyya. Al-taqiyya is to lie to your enemy uh, by virtue, you know, so it is your job to deceive your enemy. Deception right. in Islam, it is, uh, it is uh, a doctrine, it's a theology. So, but why did the war happen in uh, between Israel and Hamas? Initially, it was supposed to happen with uh, Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and all of them hit Israel. But Hamas went uh, forward even without everybody else and started the, the war on their own, uh, hoping and uh, trying to really to, to, to take the glory for themselves. Why did that happen? Number one, they are Sunni while the Hezbollah is Shia, and Islamic Jihad is supported by Iran, so they're Shia background. So there is a clash between them. Islam is always Shia and Sunni fighting against each other, killing each other, and now we are seeing all this happening all over, 
And uh, but the main idea, main the you know the main the secret of things, it was spiritual. You know, we see that what happened right before uh, October seventh. We see that uh, Saudi Arabia was about to sit down and uh, do something very significant to go ahead and uh, sign the, the accord, the Abrahamic Accords, and come alone Israel, alongside Israel, and recognize Israel as a state. Not just that as a state, but recognize Jerusalem as a state capital. So therefore, when this happened, the third temple will have to be built. What temple? That's the temple of Jews. Since the destruction of 7 AD, 70 AD, that is, uh, you know, by the Roman Empire, you know, the the uh, the uh, temple never never was built again. And so now we are seeing uh, that is, if Saudi, Saudi Arabia entered this and come about, Saudi Arabia will gift uh, Israel with building the temple with all those Arab states, the old state like UAE. And, and, and Bahrain and uh, Kuwait and Oman and Jordan, all of them will put their finances to change the future of Israel. And based on this, Iran could not allow this to happen because Iran is moving in the third jihad. And the third jihad is to, uh, to infiltrate the Islamic world as we see that they infiltrated Lebanon. You know, the majority of Lebanese are Sunnis and they are controlled by the Shia because they're controlled by the sword. The same what happened in Israel, uh, in, in, uh, you know, in Gaza strips. Uh, same what's happening in Yemen. Same what's happening in Syria. Same what's happening in Iraq. It's happening all over. So Iran is trying to control all the oil and the power in the Middle East and bring about Shiism, uh, you know, a Shiism government, which is to replace the, uh, the the Saudi Arabian government, which is Sunni. And by doing so, they will have to destroy, utterly destroy Saudi Arabia. And what Saudi Arabia was playing, it, they were playing a pot- political game that this political game was mentioned in the Bible that will take place in Isaiah 60. And it will take, you know, place to support Israel. And so, and uh, this is where the two brothers, the, 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 the sons of Ishmael and the sons of Isaac, they will come together in one accord and this is what happened under president uh, donald uh, donald j trump and so uh what we're seeing that iran is trying to stop this until they can control the entire middle east and it looks like they are not able to do this uh right now because uh, uh the the election of the united states of america is moving very swiftly and we will have a new president very soon and if he is uh what we think what he is he will stop Iran in a heartbeat, you know. And so all things right now is in the valley of decision. Sure. Well, that's interesting. And uh, uh, I hope the people caught all that, how the Sunnis and the Shias will fight each other for not fighting us and how Iran is still the big giver of terrorism and supporter of terrorism throughout the world. Uh, and even Yemen, I guess the eastern part is controlled by Saudi Arabia and the western, southern western part there is... Uh, by Iran, from what I understand. So, yes. so question. Another question I have for you, uh, since you know all about these things that are going on and you've lived it, do you think Iran is close to getting a nuclear bomb, and do you think they'll use it against us and/or Israel if they do get one? Uh, in my humble belief, in my my personal belief, I think if Iran. Does Iran obtain, you know, that they have a nuclear bomb? I believe they already do. 
And uh, the, the problem is they could not expose that because if that, you know, if that is exposed, then there'll be imminent attack on Iran. They will be opening the floodgate. But I don't think that Iran, in my humble opinion, will hit Saudi, uh, will hit uh, Israel or the United States of America. They will hit Saudi Arabia first, because right now, what withstanding, you know, Iran, uh, we're seeing all those bombing taking place in Iran, and we're seeing revolution taking place in Iran, and all this. This is financed by the Saudi government. So Saudi Arabia is playing Cold War with Iran, as Iran is playing Cold War. How's that? Iran is not fighting the war itself. It's using its uh, Pinocchios all over the place, you know, like uh, the uh, the Yemenis, the Hezbollah, the Jamaat uh, al-Islamiyah, uh, you know, the uh, you know all uh, all these people to fight their dirty war. And in Syria, you know, what so have you? So uh, if uh, if uh, as long as Saudi Arabia is in front of them, they could not move forward to to. Uh, to subdue the Middle Eastern culture and take, you know, dominion over, you know, the entire oil, the entire gas, and therefore they can bring about control one world Islamic order, and not just that, but in, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, uh, bringing about the twelfth Imam. Sure. The twelfth Imam is uh, in their belief, in their teaching, that he must rise, and they believe has risen right now, and they some think that he is out of the Khomeini's family. And he is the one who will unite with Rome and unite with the power. And, and he will be introduced as, you know, he will introduce the new Messiah. And so therefore, and he will move into a culture jihad against all civilization until he conquer the whole world. This is their big agenda. And they are putting their life on the line for this. And this is what we're seeing. And Saudi Arabia is standing in a way in the path of uh, of iran so therefore we see Saudi Arabia shooting rockets you know coming from yemen you know they shot over three rockets so far that they're going all the sure. way to, to to israel and we saw jordan doing this and so they are protecting israel and not fighting against israel hmm. that's interesting so basically you're saying this whole thing started because saudi arabia was willing to sign the abrahamic accord and rep and recognize israel as a nation and jerusalem as the capital and of course iran didn't want that absolutely thus, not thus the people in gaza hamas started this war to try to stop that from happening saying the war is really uh, going to be between uh, they're really not friends saudi arabia and iran so uh, that's interesting that you think they're going to attack saudi before they'll attack israel or iran i, I happen to know folks i was in the military united states air force and israel's had nukes for a long time israel could have taken out iran anytime they want to that's right but i find it interesting though that you think that they already have it but they just don't want us to know and i would think if they had it israel would know because their intelligence is far superior to ours because it was bill clinton that took all our eyes and ears off the ground and just went t uh, high tech in the air but I think Israel still has people on the ground finding out what's going on, which is far superior to what we're doing now. So, Absolutely. There's something else, uh, Brother David, uh, that uh, what's happening is uh, we see that uh, Iran today, uh, that the church is moving so fast in Iran that the fastest growing church in the world is taking place in Iran. Ever since uh, uh, President uh, Biden uh, destroyed, uh, you know, closed, you know, Afghanistan. Afghanistan was the fastest growing church. What happened, the uh, the church scattered all over and entered Iran and entered, you know, the atmosphere of Tajikistan, 
you know, Kurdistan, uh, Azerbaijan, you know, and all those strong countries in East Europe. And now we're seeing the church is, is growing so fast, but specifically at the rate of 6,000 convert, you know, between, you know, six and plus or six and less, you know, uh, thousands of Iranian are conversion every month. You know, in, in Iran, and we see people are throwing their Quran in the lakes, in the, in the, on the seashore, and surrounding. You know, an Iranian government is killing convert. Uh, you know, fifty to sixty convert every week. Uh, we, we, you know, they are doing, uh, you know, hanging, uh, physical hanging. And so, when we're seeing all this, uh, one of the war, the reason, the war that has to start is to stop the uh, this conversion of Christianity to bring about, you know, delusion. Uh, race that you know look what the uh, America is doing look what Israel is doing so they can recruit more people to to fight against you know uh, against you know the infidels hmm. then uh, do you think the Iranians since the church is growing 6,000 every month they've been doing that for quite a while I understand you think they will re ever rebel or can they rebel or is that the reason they're killing 50 or 60 a week to make sure that everybody else sees that and are afraid to rebel well, what I'm afraid of is uh, is uh, what's coming on next because of what Iran has done. And uh, we see our American government coward to attack Iran. As a matter of fact, they have supported Iran and not, you know, uh, stopped Iran from doing this. We are, we are attacking the Houthi, the Houthi in, 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 in Yemen, and we are attacking the, uh, the Hezbollah in Syria, and we're attacking Hezbollah in Lebanon. And, you know, and, and Israel attacking, you know, uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Gaza and other places. And when we look at all this, you go like, uh, why aren't they doing this? Because they want them to obtain the nuclear power. They want them to stop Israel. They want them to change the culture. They want to bring about a new polar. A new, what is a new polar? Is right now, United States of America is a unipolar, is a one world power united states of america has power over the nations of the world and china is trying to uh to rise to be the second polar which is called the unipolar i mean uh, yes unipolar uh sorry bipolar so meaning to, to become two powers to balance the world but we see russia is trying to take over the east and this is where we we see the war of gog and magog that is going to take place, you know, with Turkey, Iran, and everybody marching on on Israel. You know, all these in the Bible. The Bible has written about this. If you want to know the story, read it in the Bible before you read it on CNN. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, so as we look at all this, we see that the uh, the world system, the globalist system, that you know some of our leadership here in the United States of America, whether the Bushes or the uh, you know, the other people, all of them on the same agenda. They want Islam to become power. They broke open with the, uh, uh, you know, uh, what they call it, uh, the first thing when they broke into Syria and they broke into, uh, you know, Libya and they broke into the, the, it's the, they call it the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring is to shift the culture over there and to create one world hegemony. Uh, you know, Islamic hegemony. And, and so therefore they killed all those, you know, from Saddam Hussein, from Omar Qaddafi, from different leaders, even the, the move this, uh, to, uh, to Egypt. And uh, they were moving in all those areas to create a, another polar, you know, so that that'll be the fourth polar. And they'll create multipolar, 
And anytime the world shifts into multipolar, it creates World War III. Sure. And, and so we are, you know, the, the globalists want that to happen, to thin out humanity and the culture. COVID did not succeed in doing what, and the people stopped buying their agenda. Now they are moving into this one world agenda to really create this multipolarism. Yeah, that's one good point I think people got to realize. Uh, Islam always says, you know, we're a religion of peace, and only idiots believe that or they're ignorant. Uh, they only think there's going to be peace once the whole world is converted into Islam. Then they say they're going to be peace. That's probably not true because they fight each other even when we won't be around. But uh, that's interesting. A uh, couple other things I have. <clears throat> uh most of the terrorists that we are catching now coming into America, uh, we're catching them uh, crossing the northern border. That's right. Do you, do you have an opinion on why? And isn't that the way you crossed into America years ago? Yes. The northern border is the first border that's been open for forever and nobody is talking about it. Everybody's, you know, the, the, you know, the visible hand is in the southern border. But the invisible hand is in the northern border. And uh, they used to cross illegally in the northern border because the Islamization, like look at Minnesota, for example. Today, Minnesota is the first state that uh, the Muslim do, can uh, do the call prayers on loudspeakers five times a day. You know, and, and uh, so they want to do this in Michigan and other states. But now Minnesota has fallen. And we see the rise of, uh, you know, a no-go zone Islamic, you know, area, which is state within state. The Muslims are establishing this. So, therefore, what happening is because of the uh, the prime minister of Canada, Trudeau, is, is so weak, uh, you know, he is more into the socialist communist agenda. And so, therefore, he is empowering Islamization of Canada and doing exactly what uh, Biden is doing uh, by uh, allowing the Islamic invasion through immigration. And guess what? Once they go to Canada, now they have the Canadian border open. And if the Canadian police turn in their back on it, then anybody can cross from there. And uh, the northern sector from Michigan, from, uh, from uh, Wisconsin, from Minnesota, from uh, all those regions, from Chicago, these are opening, you know, these were the, uh, the, the you know, uh, the, the uh, silent houses. That's where these tourists are moving, crossing over, and they stay in these houses that nobody will know where they are. They are protected over there. Sure. Look, this is, uh, uh, of course, you know that we have a lieutenant governor who's a Muslim and, yes. uh, in Michigan here. We've got a lesbian, I think it's uh, attorney general. Uh, and Biden is obviously playing the game with Obama. In your opinion, I know it's just your opinion. Do you think Obama's a Christian or do you think he's a Muslim? Because I know he went, he was in Tunisia where he went to school. He came here as a foreign student. And uh, in Tunisia, you can't hold dual citizenship. He, he either was not born in America or he had to give up his U.S. citizenship. What do you think about Obama? If, if, if he has any Christianity in him, in my humble opinion, it will be anti-Christianity. You know, it's the Antichrist philosophy and uh, belief uh, because, uh, you know, uh, his, his pastor that used to pastor him, he, was, uh, he said, God damn America and not bless America, you know, and uh, he cursed America several times. And he is, you know, he was radical in his, uh, you know, his, his, his Christianity and it looked more like 
you know, radical Islamism uh, against the United States of America. Another question. Uh, do you think, uh, just, I know it's just an opinion now, and I have mine, but uh, do you think Biden is going to ride this out, or do you think right at the last minute they're going to probably try to put Michelle Obama in, in his place to run for the Democrat Party? Well, if, if that's the case, she is not registered, you know, in all those states to run. Uh, I, I don't see how. I mean, look at what's happening in, with Haley, you know, uh, Nikki Haley. She is not registered in uh, what uh, Las Vegas or, you know, I mean, in, uh, in that area. So she could not run for president over there. You know, so so uh, if uh, if Michelle is not uh, registered for president, I don't know how. The only way they can enter this if, if uh, via vice president, like bring somebody other than Cam, uh, Kamala and uh, to sit as a vice president and then take over the president's seat. Oh, that's a good point. Never thought of that. All right. Hey, Kamala, uh, I have Ryan, a question. You, got, you yeah. got any questions? Yeah. Um, history lesson on the view of a Muslim, how they say that Israel should not be a nation. Like, where did all that come from? Um, beliefs in the Muslim community on why uh, Israel should not be um, part of where they're at. Because obviously the Bible, Israel's been around since the beginning of time. Where did the where did that conflict um, arise from? Well, we, we, we have to understand, we have to understand that uh, they tried to destroy Israel throughout time and history. So I teach, uh, I teach in college. I teach te- co- uh, college courses on, uh, you know, uh, uh, I teach on geopolitical Israel and, uh, you know, uh, and modern day. And I teach on the making of Islam and Islamic terrorism, how all those this happened. We need to understand that Islam is created from three elements. The, the first element is called, uh, it's called Quran. Uh, this is but what Allah gave to, to Muhammad, uh, you know, and Muhammad did not write the Quran. It was 60 years after the death of Muhammad that the Quran was written. Number two, uh, Muhammad came with, with, with what's so-called hadith. Hadith is everything Muhammad says that Allah said that, you know, he, so he started interpreting for Allah the things that supposed to take place and yet the hadith clashes with each other and in one hadith he said one thing and one hadith he said something else so it it just uh, it, it void itself but the third leg which is the most dangerous leg which is in that uh, triangle of uh, you know uh, of sharia uh, let's call it sharia which is the islamic constitution it's called jihad which is the uh, the and that is the uh, it is the uh, biography, uh, autobiography of Muhammad. So when a Muslim are trying to decide about anything to see what they have to do or not to do, they, they look what Allah said, which is only 14%. Uh, Allah, you know, the Quran is only 14% out of the entire Sharia and uh, the constitution. And then we find 82% of the constitution is made from hadith, and Sirah, which is what Muhammad did and what Muhammad said. And we see that when Muhammad was in Mecca, he was weak and he only had less than 100 followers in, in over 14 years. And then uh, after when he went to Medina, he started doing recruitment and fighting each week, launching a new war. And so therefore he was recruiting thousands every, every month. So what happened is 
Muhammad declared that Allah abrogated what he said originally. So what Allah said to Israel in the beginning, Muhammad said in Mecca, he said, uh, he said, Allah said to the Israelite to welcome and inhabit the land of Israel, and he's given it to them as their inheritance. But then Muhammad turned around and he turned against Israel when he goes to, to Medina. And now he, he said, Allah abrogated. So Allah changed his mind, he said. Right. What he said here, it was peaceful. What he said here is not peaceful. And so what not peaceful, you know, uh, uh, replaced everything. So we see the last three books, all of them are war on, 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 on uh, Judaism and Christianity. They target Judaism, uh, Judaism and Christianity. But when, when we look at all this, when we look at all this, this is we are looking at two things in two different perspectives. The first perspective, we, t- people tend to look at it from his history, and we, we look at it from uh, you know, uh, uh, biographies, and we look at it as you know, what happened in the world system, you know, and what the news tend to tell us and how we break things down. But when you look at his story, God, historian story that he declared before the creation of heaven and earth, how everything's going to play, we see that, you know, they could not destroy Israel. We see in uh, uh, 50, uh, 587 BC, the Babylonian tried to destroy, you know, to destroy Israel and failed. And then in uh, 333 BC, the Persian did the same thing. Then the, the Greek and then the Roman you know, uh, and we see that the uh, Byzantine and the, they erased Israel time after time after time. And Israel came back sovereignly. And then we see the Arab did the same thing. And then the Crusaders tried to destroy Israel. And then Mamluk, the, uh, the, uh, the dynasty of Mamluk and the Ottoman Empire after, you know, A.D., 1918 A.D., the British mandate, even Britain tried to destroy Israel and they could not. All of it. So when we look at all this, we see that the mandate of man is clashing against the mandate of God. And God is winning every time because the greatest miracle, what God says, can a nation be born in one day? In 1948, we see a nation was birthed in one day. Not just that, but the Hebraic language was dead and destroyed and now resurrected and it's in power and it's centered, you know, in the midst of them. Seems like to me that God always rises in the midst of darkness and in midst of chaos. He sent His, you know, uh, His presence to to create a new uh, new movement, new power to defy the power of darkness. Yeah, uh, it really goes back to Isaac and Ishmael, right? Uh, you know, God said Ishmael was born of the Egyptian handmaiden, and. Uh, he was going to be a wild ass of a man kicking and hit his, hitting at his brothers forever. And that's been occurring ever since then. Am I correct? That's well, I got it. Well, we need to understand that what we're seeing today is a family feud. Because if we look at uh, where the families of uh, Father Abraham, all the families, which is where the war is, where what we see, you know, through, through, uh, through Hagar came the Ishmael. It came Ishmael, and Ishmael brought about Allah, you know, I mean, God gave him 12 tribes, which is the tribes of uh, Ishmael. And then we see, uh, we see under Isaac, you know, from Sarah, you know, uh, we, we see Isaac came about, and he, you know, through, uh, uh, through Jacob, he had the 12 tribes of Israel, and then through Joseph's son, he grafted the 13th tribe, which is, you know, the sons of Joseph, the son of Joseph. And then we see 
through the sons of Keturah, which is sixth son. Uh, they came later on after the death of Sarah. And what happened, that's where the Shia came from. Shia came from uh, Keturah. The Sunni came from uh, uh, from Ishmael. And the Jewish people came from, uh, f- uh, from Jacob. You know, Israel was birthed from. And yet... All of them are brothers, but yet they are fighting each other, clashing against each other. And they are, you know, it's a family feud because who is the one to have the blessings and who the one who to lead? And because the mothers were against each other and they had issues, so the children turned. And it has been ever since that time before Islam. And yet we see it, uh, Islam came specifically to destroy Judaism and Christianity. Sure. So in your opinion, when you look at everything that's happening now in the Middle East, and, and of course, we got all our ships over there now, and at the same time, now we just heard today that we got a little incident over there by Taiwan. Uh, what happens next? What do you think the next thing is going to happen here as this war is prosecuted in Gaza by Israel? I, I believe with this coming election, it's going to change everything. Uh, because it's going to change every direction of things because people know that he's going to, you know, kick, you know, behind and collect names, you know, and so therefore, (laughs) so, so, so therefore, so therefore we will see people jumping ship and running away. And yet they try, they're going to try to exhaust him just like they did the first time when he ran for president. And that's my opinion. That's totally my opinion. And, 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 but nevertheless, we will see Israel defeating Gaza, defeating Hamas, eliminating Hamas and uh, Islamic Jihad. They'll destroy both of them and they will put a green zone. They will put a green zone between Israel and Gaza, big, big zone that uh, this cannot happen again. The next war that has not stopped, it will be with, with Hezbollah. Hezbollah must be taken down because Hezbollah is controlling not just Lebanon, but Syria as well, and Iraq, and also, you know, moving into different side of the, uh, of, of, uh, you know, Islamic war, uh, you know, to, to do, you know, uh, terrorism uh, for, uh, for Iran. So yeah. uh, we will see that Israel will have to subdue the land where Hezbollah is and create a green zone in Lebanon that they could not be attacking and shooting rockets into Lebanon, uh, into Israel again. So that's my yeah. humble opinion. So, but here's one more, one more point. Thus, that'll create peace for, uh, for, uh, you know, for a period of time. It could be three and a half years. It could be seven years. But what happened is we see the rise of Gog and Magog, the rise of, you know, of uh, Iran, Iraq, Russia, you know, uh, East Europe, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Arabian part over there. Not Ishmaelite, not Saudi Arabia, not UAE, not Qatar, not Bahrain, not Oman, not Jordan. These were not not Kuwait. They will not participate in a war because they are going into uh, Abrahamic accord with Israel, signing the accords, and they will build a temple for Israel. But so when we see all this happening, this is going to change the not just the political uh, you know atmosphere in the Middle East. That's it also changed the uh, the uh, in my humble opinion again. That's going to change everything. You know how business is done. I believe Israel will open the biggest channel in the Middle East, you know, that the history talked about. It's a big channel for ship to sail through, thus, this, you know, suffocating the Red Sea. Red Sea will be no longer in existence. So therefore, you know, Iran, 
and, uh, and, you know, and Yemen and all those will start, you know, having no, they could not do anything. And, and with the Gog Magog war will be subdued as well, because this is the territory that Abraham, you know, God gave to Abraham and he said to him, your children will possess all that land, you know, so, and Israel has not possessed that, that land. And because they are doing this to Israel, we'll see the history shifting and now when they are changing this culture, you know, not, you know, the business culture, what's so heavy, it will affect China directly that we see the two million man army from China marching on Israel. Lose a million people a day and they're going to be happy because they're reproducing faster than that. That's interesting. Well, yeah, China is now is uh, they stopped the birthing. Nobody can have more than one child. Now mm -hmm. they asking the Chinese to birth as much as they can. Right. They went down, I think, to 1.2, 1.3 kids per family. And uh, that is impossible for your culture to survive from that. That's right. So, in my opinion, China has got to act in the next 10, 20 years or they can't act at all because their their economy is going to die. Uh, we're, we were at. United States at 1.8 with legal immigration, we're at 2.2. It's probably higher than that now with the illegal, but 2.9. Uh, 2.9. Yeah, we, we, it needs 2.2 to survive as a nation, and you can never recover when you get down as far as China is. So, uh, just to recap, uh, anything you want to ask yet, uh, Brian? Uh, no, I think that was all I wanted. So, we're at 36 minutes okay. here, so we can wrap up anytime. Okay, well. I just wanted your perspective, Kamal. I, I really appreciate you and I yeah. appreciate everything you've done. And uh, I know that when Obama got in office, you were basically persona non grata in the Capitol. You used to go yes. and speak to those people and tell them what's coming our way. That's right. And I always, always appreciate you talking to me. And I can always pick up the phone and call Kamal if I get a question because he's <laughs> always got the answers. So I want to really thank you. And I'm going to encourage you. Uh, uh, Brian, to put this on both of my Facebook pages, if you would, okay. and then uh, we'll put it out there. I have one more thing. Um, I just uh, I wrote, you know, early, la you know, the end of last year. Uh, well, not the end of last year, middle last year. I wrote a new book. It's called Ishmael Redeemed, Call to the Kingdom. Uh, that's before October 7th took place, before the war with Israel and all of it. But all of it is written there. What will happen? Who are these people and who will fight against Israel? If you want to know deeper understanding what is taking place, you really need to get that uh, book. It's on our website on kuministries.com. That is K-O-O-M-E, ministries, no spaces, dot com. And you can order the book and you can order the DVD as well. I have it in a form of DVD if, you don't, if you're not a reader. And that tells you what, what's going to happen next. And I started to write a new book, in a sequel to that book, is what will take place with Muslims, with Israel, with the future of the United States of America, all of it. And because everything that I write on is where I see it in the Bible. If it's not on the Bible, I do not write about it. So this new book will speak about the things to come. But if you want to visit us at uh, K-O-O-M-E ministries.com, you will find us there, and this book will really change your understanding about everything that is taking place. Super. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got almost all his books, and I'm going to tell you each one of them is fascinating. I highly recommend you get these books. Be knowledgeable of what's going on. So, I want yep. to thank you for coming Thanks on with us again. Yes, Camille, we appreciate it very much. Thank you.
So we'll have a good day. And folks, if you're listening to this, you want more information, just like you said, Coombe Ministries, K-O-O-M-E, ministries.com, uh, I guess it is. Uh, you can get, uh, you can either donate to him personally uh, or you can buy his books. That's one way to donate to him. Uh, I always try to donate to him at least two or three times a year because I know he does good work. So you thanks did. again, Kamal, and hopefully we can do it again. We'll see you next Thank time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. You. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.